Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. Today we are talking about the power of meditation for your mindset. We are discussing what is mindset, how is it developed, and more importantly, how can we shift and change it? There's a role for spirit in helping us both observe it as well as change it. And I also announced my brand new virtual six week Mind Soulful Meditation Series. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence, freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We discuss all things soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today, I am talking all about mindset and meditation, which are two things that honestly go hand in hand for having an optimal life. So I'm going to jump right in and just get started. So what exactly is mindset? I mean, what does that really mean? Well, of course, I had to go to tried and true Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and it says that it is an attitude, um, a mental attitude or inclination or a fixed state of mind. Even the word mindset kind of gives it, to, gives it away, right? Set mind, mindset. And so what we gather from that is obviously it's like a fixed way of thinking. It's a way of developing a set of thoughts, a set of beliefs that form a mental attitude, right? But how, right? Like how do we develop mindsets? Most of the time, our mindset begins when we are younger. We when we're born, we're almost like a baby, we're a sponge, we're just soaking up information. We actually don't even have a filter. I think it's from like zero to five or zero to seven. Like we're literally just absorbing information. And our main deposits are made by like, obviously our parents and our family members. So our parents have a very big role in developing the way that we think think about ourselves, think about others, think about the world. And in essence, they help us develop this mindset. But they're not alone, right? They're definitely not alone. We have culture, um, the way that obviously people think about some of the more commonly shared things, obviously the way people think about our country, the way people think about, even I talk about money, um, God, spirit, religion, all of these things usually are culturally um, passed down or we absorb them through being in the culture, from living in society. And then, of course, we have educational systems, right? We have, um, obviously, from preschool, from, for some, all the way through 
college and secondary education, we are learning. And when we are learning things, we're opening up our minds usually and evaluating things. But again, there are certain, as some people call, like to call agendas, I say certain philosophies, again, certain mindsets and ways of thinking that get distributed to the more formalized educational systems. And then obviously through our interactions with people, <laughs> other people outside of maybe our nuclear family. So our friends, right? Depending upon who we grew up with, who we started associating with, we start usually taking on similar ways of thinking. That's why, you know, as, you know, as kids and as parents, our parents were always worried about who we were hanging out with. And now as a parent, I feel the same way. I always wonder, well, you know, want to make sure that my little guy is around, you know, good people that are, you know, sharing positivity and good and nice ways of thinking or else challenging um, kind of the status quo. So there's so many ways that we pick up mindsets which is, again, this attitude, this disposition, this intention or inclination, this fixed state of mind. We pick it up from, you know, almost like birth to, you know, our entire lives. So if we know that we have a mindset, right? A lot of people don't actually think about the fact that they have a mindset, and we know that we actually develop the mindset, whether it's passed down, whether it's cultural, um, whether it's through childhood, or and or even I forgot to say it's it could be also be in response to certain situations in life. So, oftentimes when we go through things, good or bad, um, you know it could be a very big victory. We saw that whatever mental practice it took for us to get to that maybe mental victory, like. I, I can give myself as an example, you know, going through graduate school or going through law school, my patterns of study, my ways of thinking about study, my ways of thinking about discipline and getting things done, those served me, that mindset served me to get the job done, to get the degree, to pass the bar, et cetera. In the same way, you could have mindsets that end up you know, working against you. If you have a mindset where you wait until the last minute, or you have a mindset where you think that um, someone else is going to come along and save you, all of those kind of things could have you end up with a different result. But then we have things in our lives, perhaps maybe traumatic situations where um, they help us develop maybe sometimes unhelpful ways of thinking about things. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes we develop numbness to certain situations because we've experienced harm or we were wounded, we were hurt. Um, and so we'll put up blocks, mental blocks, so that we don't go through that again. Um, we might experience grief or loss and then kind of shut down. So when certain other things appear mentally to be the same, we might respond in the same way, therefore developing a mindset in terms of the way we respond to things and ultimately the way we might respond to our environment. So mindset can show up and be developed in so many different ways. But again, some of the key patterns to look at are childhood patterns education, um, and then I would say any sort of maybe traumatic things or situations that we may have been put in that caused us to adapt or adopt a certain type of a mindset. 
So I've had clients ask me, well, how do we know our mindset, right? Like if we're just walking along through life, everything seems rather decent, right? Nothing too great, too bad. How do we know what our mindset is? The easiest way to know what your mindset is, is to look at your life. Look at your life. Look at how your thoughts and beliefs have set you up. Are you in a job that you enjoy? Are you in a relationship that you feel loved, heard, seen, respected, honored, what have you? Um, do you have good relationships with friends? Do you have good relationships with your children? Um, do you feel a sense of fulfillment in life? Do you feel like you've accomplished your goals? How do you feel life treats you? Does life treat you well? Does life treat you bad? All of these kind of things. When you start asking some of those deeper questions, you start to reveal hmm, what you actually think about yourself and you start to think about how you think about life. And those key questions are the thread that starts showing you your mindset. Um, and for those of you that want to work deeper on your mindset, I encourage you to obviously get in touch with me so that we could work on your mindset, but you can really start this whole process by looking at your life and actually seeing how satisfied you are in all the major areas, be it fitness, be it, you know, like health, be it work, be it career, be it money, be it friendship, be it family and spirituality. Like those are some of the key elements to assess how you're doing in life and how you're looking at your life and feeling about your life. And from there, you can start to begin to uncover your true mindsets, your true beliefs, your mental attitudes, the way that you are inclined to think, right? And it's developed usually over a period of time. One of the absolute best ways, and I get all excited, one of the best ways um, that we can discover our mindset and work on our mindset, especially if there are areas that we would like to change, areas that we think that we could improve upon, um, yeah, where we'd like to shift, where we'd like to up-level, one of the best ways to do that is meditation. I obviously love meditation. Um, as many of you might not know or know, I am offering um, a six-week virtual series that begins April 18th, um, where I'm going to help both new as well as experienced meditators um, just go on this journey of meditation to deepen their meditation practice or begin a new one. Because meditation is so powerful. It's very powerful, obviously, in terms of... Um, you know, inner peace, calm, all of those good things, but it's also really great with understanding who we are and as a result, our mindset. So how does meditation really help us with our mindset? For one, meditation, whether it's guided or, you know, you're sitting in silence or you're able to administer your own meditation, it allows us to slow down and hear our thoughts. Many of us are going at warp speed on a daily, an hourly or moment by moment basis. So we're not doing a lot of like examination of what we're actually thinking. We're just using our mind to function how we normally function. We've set up habitual ways of thinking and habitual ways of being and doing. And so life is just moving. 
So meditation becomes that pausing mechanism, that slowing down mechanism that allows us to, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, or 20 minutes, to slow down, right? And as we begin to slow down and as we begin to get quiet, many of you who know meditation or have tried it before, realize that our mind is still working. Our mind is still creating thoughts. Our mind is bringing up memories. Our mind is making us aware of the itch in our leg, um, the fact that we now wanna open our eyes. The mind is still working and thoughts are still going. But by slowing down and doing this practice of meditation, it allows us to see ourselves. It allows us to see the thoughts. It allows us to notice our irritations. What is actually bothering us? What are we saying to ourselves? What is the self-talk that is running unchecked in our lives? That is how meditation helps us to begin looking at our mind because it slows us down long enough for us to hear our thoughts and see our thoughts and begin to see ourselves, which is huge. It is huge. Um, we start seeing the thoughts that we wish we didn't have, or we start seeing the way that we talk to ourselves that may not be nice. And so by seeing the thoughts, hearing the thoughts, recognizing them and becoming what, you know, another word for that is aware of our thoughts, we're able to see the ones that potentially don't serve us. And then we start that path or that journey of changing the thoughts. So that's really the first way that meditation really helps us with our mindset, especially if we want to shift things, is it allows us to see it. At the end of the day, it slows us down, gives us a tool for us to see and hear our thoughts. The second big thing that I think that it does is that becoming, um, Becoming a meditator or a person who consciously makes an effort to sit down, be quiet, um, be with themselves, it gives us a greater level of awareness um, of our lives, right? Um, not just our thoughts, right? Because it definitely does that, but it gives us a great awareness of ourselves, of our bodies, of who we are right now, of our breath. It starts to, I feel like, raise an antenna to the things that we are experiencing that, again, often go unchecked. That could also include our emotions and our feelings and our beliefs, which play into our mindset. So becoming aware, which is a great benefit of meditation, really starts, again, to just stick out that little antenna that starts collecting data and information about who we are, how we're operating in the world, and whether that's working for us at the end of the day. So the third thing that really goes along with this is just presence. So a lot of us develop awareness and we slow down, we hear our thoughts, we become aware, but then there's this small thing that's actually not that small called presence. And that's just almost beingness. And when we carry that beingness off of our meditation cushion, off of that chair, out of our meditation into the real world, we start being present to our lives everywhere. We start being present to ourselves. We actually 
become kinder to ourselves. We have more compassion to ourselves. And I think that same compassion, that same kindness, that same care starts filtering out to others. One of the things that I've personally noticed in my meditation, as well as my spiritual practice, is that when I became, I feel like a meditator, as well as I pray, right? I started to notice myself, my thoughts, and my relationships to others. And that awareness and that presence and that noticing allowed me to have more understanding about the way that I think and potentially about the way that others think. And what that did was it reeled in the normal judgment. I think that we normally rise to, we rise to judgment. We may rise to defensiveness and allowed the space presence provides to me spaciousness, mindfulness and meditation provides space um, by allowing us to be, the witness to all of these things, our thoughts, our beliefs, our actions, our lives, our beingness in all of these moments. And so it creates the space for, hmm, maybe that actually has nothing to do with me. Maybe that person's response just might be due to something that they're going to. Maybe I should just be compassionate and not judge. Maybe I should just allow them to be just like I want people to allow me to be. Maybe I will think about how I could serve or how I could help. And I think that starts revealing, again, another layer of our mindset of how we think about ourselves, how we think about others, and how we think about the world around us, which allows us then to start the pathway or the journey of making any changes should we desire to do so. But again, the first thing we have to do is be able to see it and recognize it and see how it sits with us. And meditation does that beautifully. So I hope this conversation has given you um, a starting point to, to think about, again, what is mindset, how we develop our mindsets, how do we know what our mindsets might be, if they're working for us, not working for them? And of course, meditation as just one of the tools, there's several, but one of the tools to help us become aware of our mindset as well as make any changes that we might want to in terms of you know, thinking differently, being differently and operating differently um, and not letting even perhaps our mind control everything in our life. That's another show for another day um, about the power of the heart and all of that in, in this. Um, but the last thing that I wanna share is, is it's along with meditation and being quiet and being still is allowing space for the divine, whatever that means for you to either come into your meditation, to be a part of your meditation, to actually help you see your mindset, know what it is, and reveal areas that it would benefit you to make some changes. Spirit and the divine is amazing at showing us in a loving manner areas that we need to change and areas that would benefit us to do better in, um, which helps us obviously in terms of alignment, in terms of living our purpose and being fulfilled and having that inner peace and I think clarity and calm and happiness that so many of us are seeking. 
So yes, try meditation, but don't forget to bring spirit along. Do not forget to call on spirit, um, whatever that means to you, um, into this process to ease it, to help it, and to also keep us in alignment. And if you're actually seeking more assistance or more help, or you just want to have some fun, I'm inviting you to join me on the six-week Mind Soulful Meditation series and journey. It's going to be a sacred virtual container where you get the opportunity to experience some of these things that yogis, therapists, doctors are all raving about meditation. So look for that information in the show notes. Um, but bit.ly forward slash MSF meditation. I'd love for you to start meditating with me. Join me for the entire series or just for one class, whatever fits your schedule, but I'd love to have you. Let's start putting these tools to work for us in our lives. Let's start examining our mindset so that we can live our most inner and outer abundantly beautiful lives. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheBrooksitney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website, and for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.